Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia, and today Agata's not here. <laughs> That's normally where she says, I'm Agata, you know. But um, sadly, Agata has broken her foot, and uh, so she needed to take a little time off. And so we hope she gets well soon. But as always, our wonderful producer, Gabe, is here. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Normally we get mad if you talk um, and, and you know, punish you after the episode. But this episode, you're allowed to talk as much as you like. Awesome. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what I say. <laughs> and we also have an extra special returning guest. She's a writer for the Underground Railroad on Amazon Prime. It's Adrian Rush. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Excited to be back. Oh, we're so excited to have you back. It's been quite a while. It has been a while. What a, lot, you- <laughs> a lot has happened. <laughs> what? Nothing's happened. <laughs> Everything and nothing has happened since I've last been here. How have you been? Uh, all right. Yeah. Had, had an had a okay pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I, as best, you? <laughs> yeah, as best as you can expect, you know, from a pandemic. Uh, right. <laughs> still I, here. We're still here. So still making it through. Still around and employed. Come on. What else can you ask for? <laughs> Seriously, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited to ha- have you back. Also, I wanted to ask because, you know, last time you were on, we talked a lot about the local league of women's basketball here in Los Angeles. How's has that bounced back after the Uh, pandemic? I, I don't fully know. I mean, the league that I play in as far as I know is, is not back. Um, So our team and the league that our team is in has been down since before April, 2020. Um, and in terms of my particular team, uh, the leases, I, I don't know what will happen. We've had uh, a handful of babies, pandemic babies being born, uh, which is very exciting. Um, but also means that we now have several new moms and moms with one kid now have more than one kid. And so I, in terms of that squad coming back together, I guess only the the future will tell. But the the league overall, I I have absolutely no idea what's going on with it. Um, so yeah. I know it's very sad. I'm hopeful yeah. that maybe some like outdoors sort of pickup leagues maybe oh, be fine. might might sort of find their way into existence. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and you can also get those babies some jerseys and get them on the court. <laughs> That's true. Never too early to start training the new generation. <laughs> Never ever. Bring it there on the team by birth. <laughs> yes, exactly. Grandfathered in. <laughs> yeah, I have noticed some people who I follow on social media who have kind of just started doing pickup games again. So I feel like everyone is just barely like, is this okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> nervously coming out of our caves, you know? <laughs> yeah. I played pickup, um, at an outdoor court, um, 
actually that uh, Amir um, mm-hmm. uh, Blumenfeld had recommended to me and it was very intimidating. There were lots of like full court, all men's games going on, but a couple of friends and I took over like one half court um, and were playing. And it was just terrifying how fast you just lose everything, all coordination, all memory of what a jump shot is and how your body is supposed to execute that. And then also just like my lungs. <laughs> oh my God. I can I've only never, imagine. I felt so old so quickly, but it was also just, I literally hadn't touched a basketball. I had to go to a sporting goods store and buy a basketball. <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find mine. I couldn't find like any of the things that you need to go and play uh, pick up. So I bought a fresh brand new basketball um, and then it was just, it was, uh, very fun, but awful. There's yeah. Yeah. So much rest. I mean, I, I get that. I bought a basketball, uh, during pandemic also. Um, and Did, have you that, been hooping? <laughs> a, a little bit. Uh, Andrea and I will go to the park and, um, first we tried to play horse, but realized neither of us knew the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, there's only one rule. <laughs> I don't, I guess we couldn't, we didn't know the rules of like who goes, like what the order of who goes Mm. is. I don't know. There's probably different (laughs) ways of picking that, right? There probably are. You both make a shot and see who makes it and then whoever makes it goes first or something. So then we just invented a co-op game where you just have to, you're both, we're both trying to get as many points as possible, but you just have to shoot from wherever you get the ball when you rebound it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's that, that was, sounds fun. That's a fun one. Yeah, you could really, if you wanted to, screw over the other person. I guess you could really just like clang it off the rim as hard as you <laughs> yeah. can, yeah. so that they're heaving up. Adrian, <laughs> your competitive nature comes out no matter what. <laughs> yeah, or or you could just have fun and yeah, wherever you grab the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a basketball that I I would do just like shoot around. I've ne- literally never played an actual game before and probably couldn't. But um, me and my friend would go shoot around before the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, I was like, oh, well, I could do just some like little dribbling things in my garden or even in my house. You know, I could... But then I grabbed my ball and it was like slightly deflated and I couldn't find I know I have a little needle to pump it up I couldn't Mm. find it and then I just gave up and felt defeated (laughs) oh you were slightly deflated I was slightly (laughs) deflated it's true and um I gotta get back to shooting around oh yeah I know I feel like finally the the bars across all of the hoops in the city are coming down yeah I keep seeing seeing that yeah that was such a um that was just so emblematic, like driving around the city and seeing even when things were starting to open back up and then seeing empty courts um, with like with the with the hoops literally like chained off. I was yeah. Like, ah, this so is so sad. Yeah, really sad. It's interesting, too, because, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, I understand why they did that, because we didn't really understand how it worked and no one had masks and it was all very scary so they were like let's just limit anywhere that people congregate Mm -hmm. but towards the end of the pandemic i almost feel like it was silly that they kept them locked up because everyone needed 
outdoor spaces, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and being able to go, you know, if you're a family or even if you're a group of friends who don't live together, but maybe you're masked up or maybe you're just, you know, playing from a dif- distance and not playing a full game or something like it would have been nice to let people shoot around. Totally. I agree. Yeah. And like parks were open. People were hiking. Why not? Like it, it felt aggressive that they had kept the basketball hoops closed. Like why? Yes. Why that? <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I mean, I had one friend say something about how basketball in particular, because everyone is like touching the same ball, mm. um, that potentially it's more dangerous. But I also was like, I don't know. I feel like it's been a year since we learned that that's not really the the dangerous element of transmission with this particular virus. Yeah. Like if we were still like wiping down our groceries and doing that, then I could understand being like, let's not all share the same ball. But a year later, masked up, I think. It could enough. have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. All that anti-basketball sentiment, (laughs) 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 the evil uh, scourge of America. Um, But yeah, I'm glad things are, pickup games are happening again and stuff. And um, how were you at keeping up with the leagues and just watching basketball? Uh, yeah, I, I kept up with the NBA pretty decently. I enjoyed a lot about, uh, the bubble. Um, yeah. I think the NBA handled that about as well as, as could be. Um, and the, and this past season, um, the playoffs were, were incredible, super exciting. Yeah. So it was really, really, really good series. Yeah. And I can't, I can't believe I, I was watching the game three playoffs today uh, in the WNBA and mm-hmm. they showed the advert of <laughs> the NBA coming back October 20th. And I had two thoughts Im- immediately one after the other, which was, I can't believe it's October already of this year. Um, and then also the NBA is back. <laughs> like, how is that possible? It just um, ended. <laughs> it yeah, feels like yeah. it just ended. I think because the bubble pushed into last season and then, yeah, it all feels like a lot. And I love basketball um, and I'm mostly excited that it's back, but it also feels kind of insane that, um, that were there again already. Right. And especially thinking that like a lot of the players went to the Olympics as well. So it was like a extra crammed, you know, season or year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of the players in the NBA who did play in the off season, you know, went straight from playoff games to Japan to play in the Olympics and then back here for training camp, like almost, I mean, there's like n- almost no time off, which is, I know I'm thinking wild. of like Devin Booker, like drew holiday, like a few of those players who played all the way through into the finals and then Tokyo and now are back in training camp. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, LeBron will be fine, but what other players are dropping like a million dollars per off season on like the maintenance <laughs> of their body? Although I guess Devin Booker is what, like, what is, what, he's still like a child. What is he, like 23 or something? Yeah. He, yeah. How old is he? He, he is very young. Yeah. 24. So 24. Okay. Yeah. So tw- those legs can, can take that. I don't know if anyone else's can. Yeah. Like Chris Paul might be yeah. taking it easy at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. But, um, Hopefully everyone really did take care of themselves in the off season because 
you know, heaven forbid we have more injuries because it feels like last NBA season, it was just like riddled with injuries, you know, on top of the COVID protocol. But yeah, hoping it's a healthy season. I hope so, too. I mean, it kind of feels like an inevitability just with this this schedule. Um, like it feels like we're still sort of riding the the wave of the bubble and sort of cramming all of those timelines together. And I know I'm kind of scared for that, too. Um, I, I hope that players are it's kind of tricky, right? Because as a fan, you know, you don't love sort of the load management when, you know, it's a, a game or a player that you're particularly invested in. Um, but overall, for sort of the health of the league, um, I really hope that the players are given leeway to, to just take care of themselves. Yeah, I feel the same way. Just let them do it this season, <laughs> you know, like right. get strict on that next season. But this yeah. season, let's be chill about it because they it just really has been go, go, go. And I and think the season is so long, too. Yeah. So you know, long. once that starts, um, it, it feels like I want to check out for like the first month or so just because <laughs> <laughs> the the rest of it is going to be so long. Yeah. We're going to be in it for a while. <laughs> our, <laughs> you're saying our season is long, right, Gabe? <laughs> yeah, our season is long. <laughs> we're tired already. <laughs> yeah, we're already tired. <laughs> we already have one injury. We can't yeah. sustain anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's true. A third of the Dunktown team <laughs> down for the count. Well, she's just she's just recovering. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah, okay. and, she'll be fine. Uh, she's you know. on the sidelines out of uniform, but she's cheering us on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's getting treatment yeah. on, on the foot. She's um, in that cryo chamber every day. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be amazing if her little apartment had like a little cryo chamber in it. <laughs> I am a little bit worried for the, and when I say worried, I'm, I mean, it's the Lakers. So I, I, I don't care very much, but I am very <laughs> intrigued to see how the overall age of that team is going to play out this season. The right. old man love, Lakers. Yes. I love all of like the, the graphics where they're just doing nothing but adding up all of like, you know, their games of playoff experience <laughs> or like their collective awards or whatever. And I'm just like, that is not going to be the <laughs> ultimate factor this season. The ultimate factor is that they're like average age, like, 52 like what is gonna happen this year yeah they're like the space cowboys from the, the <laughs> film of that name yeah or the the um weren't there two movies there's one called like old dogs and one called wild hogs but it's the same premise <laughs> it's like old men on motorcycles yeah <laughs> i haven't seen either but now i want to see both <laughs> we'll, we'll do a double feature i really want a double feature yeah <laughs> But the moral of all those movies is that you can't you can't underestimate them just because they're older. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's that what those true. movies are about. Yeah. That is true. And of everyone on that team, I would never underestimate Bron or Russell Westbrook, frankly. Right. Everyone else on that team, I'm I feel very comfortable underestimating. <laughs> but but not not Russ or Bron. Um, I can't remember who it was. Uh, who made this joke, but someone made a joke on Twitter and I'll, I'll find it and try and link it in our show notes that um, in the off season, the Lakers took a vacation on the beach from the movie old. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And it's true. They got old, but 
you know, it's also I'm it's going to be fun. I think I'm also not like a big Lakers fan, but I think it's going to be fun to watch them play together. Super fun. Yeah. I'm, I am very excited. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Carmelo had a surprisingly good year last year. So he, he could still do well. I don't know. Also, there are friends. It's like the friends on the team for the first time together. It's going to be cute. Yeah. As as someone who's distinctly not a Lakers fan, it's going to be real cute. (laughs) Who else are you excited about? Or like, what are some teams that you're like really into watching and maybe even rooting for? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I always kind of deep down root for the wizards because they were my hometown team growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I moved out here sort of coincided when they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel so that they made it pretty easy to, um, to decide to choose a, an LA team. And I went with the Clippers. Um, So I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Clippers play this season. Who knows when Kawhi will be back, Um, but I'm excited for, you know, Terrence Mann's evolution. Um, and uh, just to see what what Lou does um, with another year under his belt with this team, um, the Wizards should should be interesting. Again, they made a couple of off season off season trades that, um, well, you, you you never know how they'll pan out. It's the Wizards, <laughs> after all. But somehow, um, Bradley Beal is still there. Um, I really, really love that he has so much loyalty for a team that. Oh my God! Yeah frankly, just has never deserved it. Um, but you know, I really like that about him. I admire that about him a lot. It almost makes me overlook his reticence about the uh, vaccine, but that's, we, <laughs> that's another conversation. Um, yeah. I, we I love Beal, but it's, yeah, that I was like, Oh no, <laughs> I know it's just not great. And, and I also just, sorry, maybe this has been said before on this podcast, but like, the ease and speed with which all of these men have co-opted the like my body, my choice language about this vaccine makes me want to just like put my face through the wall. Like yeah. it's so fucking infuriating that they're all like every single one of them down to even like Braun when he was asked directly about it a few days ago. And they're like, well, it's, you know, it's a private family decision. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Um, but anyway, um, I so agree hundred percent, by the way. <laughs> always curious to see uh and oh, and my my last thought on that is just i know there was like an article i think it was espn that came out with this a couple of days ago but i hadn't really thought through sort of the i know it's only a handful of players because they're upwards of like 90 percent um for their vaccination rate league-wide but it's only a handful of players that are holding out and this uh, this article was sort of written from the perspective of all of like the staffers and the coaches. Oh yeah. Um and that and I hadn't quite like connected those thoughts for myself and they were they understandably are really upset and angry because they're like it's required of us. Um but these players get to because it's such a non-starter for the player association, it'll never be mandatory. So the few holdout players get to put like my family and my kids at risk. Um, and that, th- th- I mean, I already sort of had like a no tolerance personal policy in terms of how I view all of this anyway, but that perspective was really, I think a, a valuable one and one that I wish some of those holdout players took into account. Right. Um, but um uh, teams. Let's see. Yeah. So o- always, always curious to see what the, what the wizards are going to be up to. Yeah. Uh, it's a grab bag every season. I don't know. I think the East in general is going to be really exciting because they somehow 
just got deeper. Like right. almost all the teams just sort of reloaded. And then the teams that were in sort of like the middle to bottom third, like they all retooled and got stronger. Um, so as a conference, they are just like the parody is there. Um, yeah, there was a lot. Uh, it got shaken up essentially in the East. And yeah. I'm really uh, curious about the Bulls. I'm like, they yes. already were fun last year. But now I'm like, whoa. Uh, they got, they, you know, stacked up uh, some veterans and they have really exciting young players. I just, it's going to be cool. I totally agree. Yeah. I think they're Mm going to be so much fun to watch. The fact that they added, um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like a closeted Lonzo fan. I think he is really good and only getting better. Yeah. Um, And I think he's taken a lot of shit um in his relatively short career um but i think he was such a good pickup and i think like like the fact that zach won't have to have the ball in his hands all the time and won't have to run the offense exclusively through him i think will be huge um demar Derozan had a great season last year um so it's going to be really interesting to see how he vibes with this team of young young fellas yes yes i completely agree i think they're going to be really dangerous um they're looking super fun. The fact that Miami landed Kyle Lowry yeah. um, and getting to pair Lowry with Jimmy, like that's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's I I'm super excited for the season because I think that, you know, the strong teams from last year mostly stayed the same. And then by and large, everyone else, you know, either shook it up or, or objectively got stronger. Yeah. I agree. I'm, it's so funny. Cause I think, you know, just because we're on the West Coast, we tend to favor watching West Coast teams play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of that might be because the East Coast games start earlier and we're still working. But <laughs> it's like, I'm really, really going to try to to catch a bunch of um, Eastern Conference games this season, especially for those teams where it's like, I, I don't know how it's going to be. It's really like a grab bag of like, this could be great. This could be, you know, a huge mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, who, I'm still fascinated to see what's going to end up with the Sixers. Oh, right. I mean, I can't watching this implode like in real time. It has been kind of astounding. I didn't think that they were going to mishandle the the Ben Simmons situation like this, but now you have Embiid out there pub- publicly just like airing all their laundry. Like what was it he just said like a few days ago where he was like this team has always been built around his needs and he was like we should never have gotten rid of Jimmy, but we did that for him. Like he's just letting it all hang out, which I kind of love. Um <laughs> and Bede's kind of a drama queen in that way. <laughs> he he <laughs> definitely is. Yeah. We have that clip for our next segment. If you do want to just start talking some news. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's sure. get yeah. let's get into the news actually. So so much happens in a week. We can't possibly cover it all, which is why we wrap it up in a little segment called Previously on basketball. Previously on this basketball documentary program, or whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> what was that? That was from this week's "What We Do in the Shadows." Oh. They said previously on this film documentary, or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. Oh my god! But I if love I that. see a if I see a previously on, you know I'm gonna grab it. You you got <laughs> games like a hawk for a previously on or a great group of guys. Yeah, either of those <laughs> things. Um, 
That was a good I, one. I liked that one. Thank you. I'm not caught up, but I've enjoyed the season of what we do in the shadows so far. And Me I know too. you're 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 all caught up though, right, Gabe? Yeah, we watch it on uh, Saturday morning. It's a ritual for us. Oh, fun! Just like cartoons. <laughs> That's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, whoosh me in. Connecticut Sun star Jonquil Jones is the 2021 WNBA MVP. Connecticut Sun coach Kurt Miller wins coach of the year. The 76ers are withholding Ben Simmons' pay after he fails to show up for training camp. Nikola Jokic is the father of a new baby daughter. Um, Gabe? Onjena? Onjena? I don't know. Onjena? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But it means <laughs> made of fire. Oh. Diana Taurasi hits eight three-pointers and scores 37 points in Blockbuster Game 2 performance. Chris Paul buys 500 tickets to give away for Game 3 of the WNBA semifinals between the Mercury and the Aces. Some NBA players have opinions about vaccines. (laughs) So, (laughs) Gabe... Pulled some pro-vax comments from Lonnie Walker um, and some other players yeah. that we should... I just should we wanna, watch this? I didn't want to watch clips of anti-vax people. I just didn't feel like it. I think that's like a it. good way to go. Yeah. They already have had such a huge platform. Everyone's asking them questions about it. Let's hear from the people who were, you know, okay. pro-getting the vaccine. Yeah, so here's it. a clip from Lonnie Walker. TikTok, Twitter, so, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, leave it alone. Um, if, you want, if you want your real information, get it from, you know, a family physician or someone that knows, uh, you know, that, that dynamic of the game. All I'm worried about is myself and my teammates at the end of the day. I could care less about what any other player on any other team has to say or think. Oh, Lonnie. <laughs> Wait, so I can't even really fully follow. He was somehow like walking this middle ground of not saying much at all is he pro he he is essentially the all of the spurs are vaccinated they're the team is 100 percent vaccinated and he was saying too many people are getting their information from the from the internet and not from their family physician it's like if you're worried about what the vaccine's gonna do to you talk to your family doctor i mean okay yes Yes, Lonnie. <laughs> Sorry, I did. I did not fully follow that clip, but I'm very glad that he was saying that. And also, I miss his hair very much, but he's looking super cute without it. So yeah, yeah, he, he looks great. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's just an all time cutie. I yes, everything he's talked about. I mean, he's talked about a lot of mental health issues and trauma and like. He also just seems like such a nice teammate. So, Man, good job, Lonnie. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be appearing on some all hunk of ballots this year. Oh, for I'm sure, sure, yeah, hundred um, percent. What else do you got, Gabe? Um, so Bogdan Bogdanovich. I mean, he didn't come up with this himself, but he shared this meme on his social media. Um, uh, it says vaccine <laughs> research, and there's a scientist in a lab anti-vax research, and it's a lady on a toilet on her phone. <laughs> Very funny. Love it. And he, yes. it looks like he captioned it, but it was covered up by the uh, COVID-19 
information center. Yeah, you gotta watch out for that. that. (laughs) You gotta (laughs) format your Instagram stories around that little disclaimer they put on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to know what his his personal caption to that was. It started with an H, so my guess is ha 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 ha. Good guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Robin Lopez was given an interview and he had something kind of funny to say. Oh, it's I'm nice. still not sure the Milwaukee's actually won the championship. I didn't, I didn't watch. I wasn't there. I didn't watch the game myself. So I'll do, I, I'm going to do my own research and figure out if they won it. <laughs> oh, Robin. His voice I is remember- so funny to me. It's so from the throat. It is. He's got kind of like a scratchy, like, yeah. Yeah. A little Kermit. I hope he ends up as a Disney voice actor someday. Mm. Like Ooh. what a treat that would be to give the Lopez brothers a chance to be in Disney lore, you know? <laughs> and I feel like they would smash it too. Yeah. It would be so good. Both of them. Also, I'm like very embarrassed that I didn't know until watching that clip that he is no longer a member of the Washington Wizards. And I'm very sad. When yeah. did he get dumped to Orlando? <laughs> he, I think it was, uh, I think it was just during the off season, right? When all the trading was happening. Okay. He, he yeah. So, it, you know, don't be embarrassed because so much swapping was happening mm-hmm. I, like, swaps. i'm gonna it's gonna take me a minute to remember like what teams all these guys are on especially mm-hmm. like lowry i feel like it's hard not to think of him as a raptor you know i know it's gonna be sad yeah yeah I, yeah i wonder what toronto is even gonna be like without their captain yeah it'll be that's a team that'll be interesting to watch i think it'll mm-hmm. be fun to see kyle kuzma as a wizard yes Yes. It'll oh. be something. <laughs> It'll be something. <laughs> um, he's out of his like Hollywood sphere, yeah. which is interesting too. I know. I'm, I was trying to think about that. I was like, all right, away from the glitz and glamour of LA, what does Kuz have? And there, <laughs> there's not much. DC <laughs> offers him either like Smithsonian or just like really good food. Because DC, I feel like is kind of like a, under the radar like foodie there's mm, a real mm-hmm. like foodie culture there yeah. and i would kind of love that i would love if Kuz got just like really really into the fine dining of of dc that would be cool he became <laughs> friends became with all these chefs and like yeah yeah reviews by Kuz. i just hope he doesn't get mixed up with any lobbyists that's bad news <laughs> oh no <laughs> He's like on Capitol Hill hanging out. (laughs) What would be his cause, Gabe? What would be like the one thing that Kuz decides to just really put his foot down on? Oh, no. Um, (laughs) I feel like it would be something I wouldn't like. Um, (laughs) No, I bet it's like no white after Labor Day. (laughs) (laughs) Something fashion related. Fashion related? Okay. Yeah. Mock turtlenecks only. No true turtlenecks. (laughs) Trying to get that legislated. Yeah. yeah. Working for the, the mock turtle lobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I know people bag on Coos quite a bit, but I think he's a good boy and he'll, he'll find his place. <laughs> he seems like a sweetie, honestly. Um, let's go ahead and look at those comments from Joel Embiid. Yeah. It is a closet, uh, but 
I'm really focused on the guys that are here. Uh, you know, uh, the situation is is weird, disappointing, uh, borderline kind of disrespectful to all the guys that are out here. Borderline disrespectful to the guys that are out here. I I heard no lies. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he's right. Um, I understand Ben wanting to leave because yes. he clearly is having a hard time. It's clearly not a good fit. And, you know, probably both the Sixers and Ben will do better apart. But yes. it's hard to respect players who do the the forced trade thing. You know, it's a bummer. Yeah. It is. And I also feel like if you're going to try to force your way into a trade, there has to be a better way than just literally like straight up turning your phone off for like four months or whatever and yeah. just refusing to engage with any contact with anyone related to the franchise that is paying you hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, right. God, there's got to be another way. I don't know. I love that Doc is still trying to like hold strong to his bottom line of like, no, we're we're gonna find a way to work to to work Ben in. And it's like, oh no, Doc, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> He's his poor little hopes and dreams are gonna be dashed very soon, <laughs> if not already. I know. Um, I still feel like there's a trade out there that makes sense for all parties involved. I mean, maybe it's gotten, you know, it's just like gotten so awkward now that it's tough because his his trade value is plummeting the longer right. he holds on. And so I know that Sixers don't want to give in and just take sort of like, you know, whatever comes their way for him. But I still I really feel like there are teams out there that can offer a package that really makes the Sixers better and then also um, you know, get gets them something, something back for Ben. But. Right. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about the Kings, which I think is interesting because the Kings do have a lot of really good players who are just kind of wasted on the Kings. But then, you know, I think Ben would probably be in the same situation. I don't think he's going to grow on the Kings, but... A lot of lobbyists there in Sacramento, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's going to get involved with a bunch of California lobbies. I wonder what what he even needs though. What do you guys think he needs to sort of like get his head right? I mean, I think he needs therapy, honestly. Like I've said it before, but and I know, you know, he he might be in therapy personally, but I feel like he needs a sports therapist. Like because what it feels like to me, you watch him in the off season when he posts his like or or like other people will post um videos of him in training and he's he's shooting the basketball yeah Yeah. so what's stopping him from doing that on the court i think it's like it's such a psychological thing because it's not even that he's shooting and missing it's that he is not shooting he's not even trying to shoot yeah no i totally agree i think he needs i think he needs therapy as well um or or a coach you know maybe he needs a coach kind of like pop or someone who is known to be a real players coach mm-hmm. and can do some sort of, um, I almost said mental manipulation, but that's not exactly what I want. I mean, like work with him mentally, like work with his state of mind rather than just his physical accomplishments. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think I remember hearing early on that the Spurs actually like got in on on the on early trade discussions. And it seems like that kind of fell apart, which I think is a, a bummer for everyone involved. Maybe it was just that like the Spurs were not willing to budge at all on like the the sort of key pieces necessary to make that trade happen. But um, that one that one kind of makes sense to me, especially for the reason that you just listed. I think that Pop's one of the few coaches out there that could really um get get him on the right track yeah um, which I would love to see I remember when he first came out of college like everyone was so excited about his skill set I can't remember the last time I've seen like a point forward with that kind of like court vision and athleticism and just like the upside like just pure upside and now it seems like he's just slammed into the ceiling which is almost entirely psychological and it's really painful to watch yeah it really is and I think you know he He's still got it in him, you know. It's mm-hmm. just got to be pulled out by someone. <laughs> yeah. But I also think the Sixers are probably unrealistic in what they're asking for him, which is probably yeah. why that Spurs trade, you know, might have fallen apart. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's kind of on them. Like, they signed the guy to a max, and then yeah. a season later are demanding a king's ransom for him. And it's like, well... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm very curious to see how that shakes out. I feel like it would be a disaster for everyone involved if they start the season with him still holding out. Um, but that that looks kind of likely at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's look at this tweet that shows uh, Diana Taurasi's stats in contested shots versus open shots in game two. She got wow. 19 <laughs> points when contested and nine when open, she's, which is wild. <laughs> she is just unreal. She is absolutely unreal. Oh, man. And uh, Chris, That's disgusting. <laughs> Chris Wozniak uh, tweeted this and said, you should simply not guard Diana Taurasi. The math checks out, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah. And, you know, in the first game, she didn't wait no she did play but only a little bit in the first game right Mm -hmm. in the second game she just went off and ended up getting 37 37 yeah which is a playoff you know high for her it's wild she that whole mercury squad is playing unbelievable basketball right now um I just watched them demolish <laughs> the aces yeah. in game three, which is just, um, I mean, I probably of all of the the teams in the WNBA, I watched the aces the most during the regular season and they were just like a well-oiled machine yeah. um, all season long. And I don't fully know what's going on. They just look totally out of sorts. Um, but it'll, I, I think that'll come down to five games and I think it'll be or I hope it'll be a close game five. Um, but the aces have to have to figure something out. Um, yeah, yeah. Watching, I mean, was, I think it starts with with Asia Wilson, but like she was just—I don't know what was going on with her today. I don't know if you guys watched the game, but yeah, I, yeah. I kind of checked out like in the either late in the third, early in the fourth. It was like a twenty-something point lead for uh, for Phoenix, and she was like two of thirteen from the field, and just was missing wide open shots, yeah. and I don't know. What was going on? So as of recording, we just watched game three for both Connecticut and Chicago. Chicago is up two to one. 
And then the aces versus Mercury, where Mercury are up two to one. And it's so funny because everybody was like, aces, is they're just going to take this. It's going to yeah. be like, they're done in four. You know, like people were, were predicting that this would be a very easy series for them. Same with the sun. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. those are the one and two seed, right? Yep. Yeah. And the, the two of them just really dominated in the regular season. So these these two series right now are not only closer than anyone thought, but are also like straight up um, huge upsets looming. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, you know, with and this might be true for the Mercury as well. I'm not sure. But with the sky, it does seem like they um, had so many injuries early in the season mm-hmm. and then they went to the Olympics. And, the, and uh, you know, a bunch of their players were just tired, you know, and like, yeah. same, probably the same with the Mercury, like, they had two of their starters, two, right, I'm pretty sure, um, went to the Olympics. And the, after the Olympics, they went on a winning streak. But before that, it did seem like their head wasn't there, you know, on the Mercury. So yeah. I feel like now... In the playoffs, both the Sky and the Mercury are just like, they're like juiced up. They're ready to go. <laughs> I know. It's been really fun, especially with Chicago. I just feel like they're they're clicking like now for the first time in the season. Like they're just really, yeah. really gelling, especially offensively. Um, and it, they're so much fun to watch. Yeah. And I've, it's been, uh, I've been really happy to see Courtney Vandersloot having having the series that she's having so far. And I was very bummed to see Candace Parker leave the Sparks, but but going home to play for Chicago um, and being the 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 recipient of of Vandersloot's um just amazing passing always, season in and season out, but this season especially has been re- that that alchemy is just like a, a lot of fun to watch. And I feel like it's coming together right now, which is the most perfect timing for them and also <laughs> the worst timing possible for the sun. Right. Um, who've just been kind of cruising. And now uh, I don't think anyone predicted them being down um, in this, in this series, but. Um, yeah. yeah John Quell Jones, MVP uh, mm-hmm. on the sun. And she was like, she had such a good season. I mean, <laughs> she was looking so amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, in the playoffs, I think it has been, I I think I heard that um, both her and Alyssa Thomas are still battling injuries as well. Mm. So it, you know, it could be that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to believe that both of the higher ranked teams are going to, to regroup and and make adjustments and, and come back in these respective game fours um, ready to go, especially the, the aces, they seemed like in the, in that last quarter or two of game three, even though like, obviously they weren't going to put a run together to come back and take the game. They did, they started playing with, with some real frustration, which uh, I'm not necessarily like a particular fan of either team, but as I really want to see Asia Wilson get a ring. Cause I just, I think she's incredible and yeah. I would love to see her sort of add that to her resume. And they started to play with that frustration of a team that knows they're just like, absolutely not playing the way that they should. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, Hopefully that they can sort of carry that anger and turn it in, into a fire in game four. And I think both the sun and, and the aces are going to come back um, really, really strong in games four and five. Um, so I think we're going to, I mean, the, the, the Chicago and sun 
series has already been incredibly close. Yeah. Oh my god. All those games um, have like, been really those really finishes close. have just yeah. been unreal. Yeah. They've been so fun to watch. I mean, honestly, if if anyone out there is not watching that series, it's like thrilling. There was yeah. one moment which I felt so bad for um who was it? Was it Brienne January who they the sun got a steal from the sky. Yeah. The game is so close. It's at the end of the fourth quarter. They toss it across the court to Brienne January. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. And she does this like really awkward <laughs> over behind the back layup that just goes over the M- miss rim. rim. Miss rim entirely. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's like she didn't have to do that. There were defenders hot on her heels, but it's like she really didn't have to do that. She could have taken an easier layup. Mm-hmm. And she looked so mad at herself, but the, it was, it's funny because I don't have a, any skin in that game. Like both teams seem great and I would be excited to watch either the sun or the sky win, uh, which by the way, let's talk about the sun versus <laughs> the, sun the sky. sky. <laughs> <laughs> An appropriate matchup. But when I saw that, I like, I hurt it hurt me like it hurts so badly and I was like I don't even care who wins but this is like so exciting to watch you know I know I felt similarly in that moment like I mean I'll never ever know what it feels like to have like so much pressure building that then in a moment where you just need the mechanics of your body to just like do what you've drilled into it and it just doesn't and it just kind of like short circuits for a second like I just I can't imagine what that feels like um for real yeah yeah I did watch that replay like (laughs) nine times because I just was like I don't understand what's happening here how is this possible for the sky I feel like um Kalia Copper has been mm-hmm. such a standout and she's been making all those fancy like reverse layups that January was trying to make in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like repeatedly. She's been, she's been playing so, so well. It's been really, really fun to watch her play. Mm-hmm. And I just love that she, I feel like she, she, there are a lot of like uh, post players in the league who I think kind of rely on their size and their touch around the basket. Um, and I like that she can do that, but also can just like go up really, really strong. She'll have yeah. like three players hanging on her and she'll just kind of like muscle her way to the basket. And I love, I love watching that game. And she is ridiculously fast. Like there have been so many times where the sky get the rebound and they lob it to Kalia, who's already almost across the court. <laughs> this is this tweet is funny. It says Chicago gets the defensive <laughs> rebound, and it's just like a dude like sprinting across a garage. And it says Kalia Copper. Yeah, I I love watching her. If anyone is unfamiliar with her, really recommend going to Twitter and just searching for her name, and you will see so many cool highlights. She's mm-hmm. she's really had a season. She rules. So, you know, this is coming out on Wednesday, which is when the next games are, right? Oh, yes. The uh, Today, uh, Ryan Rucco was like, is it games four or game fours? It's mm. games four, I think is actually grammatically correct, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> games, games four. The games four. 
Right, Gabe? Is yeah, that what you I think? agree. I think it's games four. It sounds stupid, but it's I, game four is, sounds wrong. So It's like cul-de-sac. If there's plural cul-de-sac, it's cul-de-sac. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is grammatically correct, but yeah, it sounds... It sounds, I guess they both sound weird to me. I'm trying to decide which sounds less weird. <laughs> so there's two games for <laughs> um, on Wednesday. So people should check that out um, because both, I mean, honestly, I'm, I can't wait to see what happens for both of them. But that Sky Sun series has been so fun. Also, I'm writing an email to George R.R. R. Martin to tell him it should be called Games of Throne. it should be games of throne because it's only one throne yeah please please go ahead and cc us on that yeah okay i will (laughs) he's just in his castle in santa fe or or, i'm pretty sure he lives in new mexico somewhere and he's just like well i never Um, what's what's the the travel splits with these five game series so this is so game three was in phoenix so i think game four is also in phoenix and then it goes back to vegas for so because the aces were the higher seed it was um vegas vegas phoenix phoenix vegas ah okay and uh, same with the sun and the sky because the sun were the higher seed they were in connecticut for two games first that's right. And actually, one interesting thing that they mentioned on the broadcast is um, Phoenix, for all of the playoff games they've had so far at home, they've been kicked out of their home arena. And it was originally for the ice capades, which is, I'm sorry, that's yeah. bullshit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know, you know, Sarver, who owns that arena, is a jerk mm-hmm. and super greedy and probably just wants that sweet, sweet ice capades money. <laughs> I think it was Disney on Ice, actually. Sorry to oh, actually. Oh, Disney on you. Ice. No, please. I want to get it correct. I want to be mad at the right um, ice group, <laughs> ice dancing group. Um, but gosh. <laughs> um, so the Suns were supposed to have a preseason game because they share an arena with the Mercury, mm-hmm. and they were supposed to have a preseason game in their home arena, and it was going to kick the Mercury out again. And, I saw that. It was against the Lakers, right? Yeah. And Chris yeah. Paul was was in the crowd um, at today's Mercury game. And he was like, no, we we decided we wanted to change that. So they're going to have an earlier game, the the Suns are, and with the Lakers. And then it's going to be like a double bill, which I think is so fun. Um, yes. If, if anyone can go to both of those games, that would be really cool. But it'll be the Suns earlier in the day and then the Mercury in the evening. So I love Chris Paul for doing that and for buying 500 tickets <laughs> to the playoff game today to give yes. away. I loved I saw the interview, too, when he was in the crowd. It was him, Jay Crowder and, and Book, I think, were all there. Yeah. And I loved their responses because they kept getting asked questions about, like, I don't know. They were just the most inane questions of, like, why is it important for you to be here to, like, support these women's accomplishments or whatever. And I just love how every time they were like, are you kidding? It's the playoffs. Like, (laughs) like it's the fucking playoffs. Like they, they were here when we made the playoffs, they supported us every step of the way. And now we're just returning the favor and it's the playoffs, which I, I 
really loved that 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 was their response. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to have a great day too. Chris was like, yeah, we're going to play the Lakers and then we're probably going to go get something to eat. And then we're just going to like come right back here <laughs> for, for game four. Which um, sounds so fun. It does sound fun. I that wish it sounds like a great day. I want to, I want to hang out with them. <laughs> I know. I also Good. really <laughs> hope that Braun sticks around and that he goes to the game too. Oh, right. That would I be think really that cool. Would be get some Lakers to stay too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I, Russ is a huge supporter. Russell Westbrook is a huge supporter of the WNBA. He is. And so I I feel like he'll probably be going to the game. That would be so much fun if you had just like the the banana boat crew, if you got Mello and Braun and Chris Paul to all just like be chilling, watch it. And that game four, I really think that game four is going to be, I hope it's gonna be really, really fucking good. Cause yeah. I think the aces will hopefully have figured out some shit and are going to come. I mean, that's their season on the line. Yeah. Um, And you have all these like weird sort of statistical storylines playing out, which is that throughout the season, the Mercury somehow have been way better on the road than at home, which is so strange. But um, so it'll be an elimination game for the aces playing at Phoenix mm-hmm. um, where, where the mercury should be down, but they're coming off of a 20 something point blowout. Like I, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. I think it's going to be chippy. I think these both teams have sort of had a, had enough of each other at this point. Um, yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be fun in the, in the game today. Some of my favorite moments are Liz Cambage, notorious shit talker and mm-hmm. Diana Taurasi, probably the all time shit talker. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could, they're both have these giant smiles on their faces and they're just like going back and forth talking shit. And I wish I could read their lips because I'm sure it was amazing what they were saying, but you could see it on their faces. They're just like, I'm doing what I do best right now. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like, uh, <laughs> Cambage needs to, uh, there's a lot more she could be doing to back up. Oh, that for talk. sure. I'll just, for sure. I'll just say that. The Aces got absolutely demolished on yeah. the glass in the game today, which I think is frankly really embarrassing. The the only player six eight out on the court should should not be uh, shit talking anyone when when her team is. I think they were out rebounded by like more more than a twenty rebound differential or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which absolutely is insane. she should never be out rebounded. No, I mean Brittany G- no. Griner is almost as tall as her, but still mm-hmm. she should never be out rebounded. Nope, nope. Well, I'm I'm excited, and I hope the banana boat crew comes in on a banana boat, <laughs> <laughs> glides <Yeah>. onto the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So each week, we highlight our favorite comments made by the members of our Cutie Nation Discord. It's the cutie comment of the week. Wow! Oh, wow, this time. Oh, my God, I love it. This week's comment is from Gabriel. Not producer Gabriel. Not me. It isn't me. It's another Gabriel. (laughs) Um, Gabriel said, woke up early today to prep hosting first board game meetup in nearly 20 months Mostly pulled the favies off the shelf, and it is like <laughs> too many games. It's for so one many games. Evening. He has an, <laughs> this incredible games collection. Wow, uh, I have not played or heard of any of these. Mm-mm. I was about to say the same. I'm like desperately searching for one title I recognize. Can't yeah. do it. But Everdell, 
um, Azul Concordia Island, Gloomhaven. I really have never even heard of any of these. This is like he's flexing on us with this yeah. hardcore yeah. gamer collection. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Viscounts. Ooh, Viscounts. Just kidding. I don't know it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I hope Gabriel had a fun game night. It looks fun. Around. I want to try all of them. Yeah. It does look fun. I want to know what his like gaming crew looks like. Me too. Like, I want a picture like around the table of like Gabriel and his they, closest <laughs> friends working their way through that stack. They have their arms crossed and they're like back to back. They're like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I would love to see it. Um, if you want to be eligible for cutie comment of the week, you have to join our cutie nation discord, sign up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash, uh, slash dunktown, not discord slash dunktown. All right, let's get into <laughs> our mail basket. <laughs> okay. Today we have a voicemail. Hi, this is Joe in Ohio. I am answering the call and describing my dog to you. <laughs> via phone, which I do think is the most effective way to do it. I'm looking at her right now, and boy, oh boy, is she just the sweetest. Her name is Darcy. She is, oh yes, hello. She's a black lab and retriever mix. Oh boy, this isn't even going well. Actually, I'm starting to panic about this whole situation, and I think I'm just going to get going. So, uh, I... Joe. Oh, Joe. It was perfect. It was going well. It was such a great start. So, Adrian, a while back, we had mentioned dogs that have kind of human soulful eyes. And then that started a conversation about because someone sent us a photo of their dog and we were like, yes, send us more photos of your dog. And I love that Joe was like, I'm going to leave you a voicemail about how cute my dog is. That is incredibly adorable. Wait, okay, so he was the first person to do that. Yeah. He was like, I'm not sending in a photo. I am giving you right. a vocal description. Oh, and then he bailed. I, I loved it, Joe. Darcy sounds adorable. Mm-hmm. And Darcy I, sounds extremely cute. It sounded like she immediately came up to you when you said her name. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Um, so, so thank you, Joe and Darcy. Um, and anyone else who wants to send us a voicemail, please do, because we love it, obviously. Describe um, you, anything that you love to really, us. We'll, we'll listen to it. Describe your favorite meal and how it tastes. <laughs> yeah, as you're eating it, just be like chomping away into the phone. Anything that requires other senses other than audio, yeah. please send us a voicemail about it. Tell us how your bedroom smells. <laughs> Ew, no. <laughs> Sorry. Unless it's good. That if sounded weird. You know. That sounded weird in <laughs> retrospect, but I did mean it in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Do you have lavender, you know, room spray? <laughs> um, but yeah, give us give us a call, 903-420-DUNK. Easy to remember, easy to call us. Uh, you can also send us an email if you like. We love those too. Hi at dunk.town. And, you know, uh, tell us what you're excited about this coming season um, for the NBA or what you're excited about that's happening in the WNBA playoffs right now. Which uh, which player are you most excited to see in their new uniform? And to smell. And what do you think they <laughs> smell like? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Adrian, 
Thank you so much for doing the show with us. Um, Thanks for having me. This has been super fun. Oh, it's it's so lovely to see your face again. It's been too long. We'll I have know. to get a, a little distant coffee or something. <laughs> I would love that. Or we can go shoot around. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. I gotta. We got- I gotta pump up that ball. <laughs> you pump up your ball. I have a, a brand new ball that has seen the court once. So oh, nice. We can, we can go inaugurate it. Love a fresh ball. <laughs> um, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no, not really. No, kind of just um. Working on some things, trying to get ready, I guess, for, oh, my God, the next year. I know. It (laughs) is crazy that it's October already, and we're wrapping up 2021. It's weird that it's 2020 anything, year-wise. I know. 2022 (laughs) truly sounds like a year out of a Mm sci-fi movie or novel, and we are pretty much there. I'm pretty... There has to be a sci-fi novel that takes place in 2022 i'm sure of it yes mm-hmm. <laughs> um well thank you so much again and thank you to all of our cutie listeners for coming on this journey with us love you bye for more dunktown content check out our patreon it's patreon.com dunktown follow us on twitter and instagram at dunktown podcast i'm on twitter at echo underscore mint and on instagram at agata monica anastasia is on both at anastasia vigo Check out our website, dunk.town. If you like the show, please write us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. We always really appreciate those. We have t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for the Dunktown design, and thank you to Andrew Bear for our original music for the show. Sources and references from this episode can be found in the episode description. Mm-hmm.